part of Double P Media, doublepmedia.com. Welcome back to Busting Blockbusters. We did a little bit of a tricky thing there. We used the theme from our what this podcast was originally called, Delightfully Dreadful, when Catfish and I tried to call Penny Dreadful City of Angels a good show. We did so for about one episode. I don't even think Catfish made it through a full episode. I called it a good show for actually eight episodes, and then I gave up after episode nine. Nonetheless. In the spirit of creepy things, we decided to bring that theme back to start the podcast off, and we'll continue to use that. I have a question right off the bat. We'll put this on the poll at Bust Blockbuster on Twitter, and I'll give you more contact information as we go through. But Jeff jokes. So we got two this particular episode. What did the bun say to the hot dog? And then he's got nothing for it. He says, you damn thought something would come to me. Is that worse? Or is how do you get an art major off your front porch? Pay for the pizza, which is the worst Jeff joke. That's a double J. By the way, I'm double M. Matt Murdick, thanks for joining me once again on this podcast I know we've been a bit shoddy. I probably won't be back after these podcasts covering Yellow Jackets on Showtime until Wheel of Time returns on Amazon. And if you didn't understand the reference of the the poll, now you know. We're covering Yellow Jackets on Showtime Season 2. And we're starting off with the premiere, which aired on March 24th of 2023. Season two, episode one, Friends, Romans, Countrymen, written by Ashley Lyle and Bart Nickerson, directed by Daisy Von Schlermeyer. I'm going to get those names as we go on through this season. So mixed up in my mouth. I mean, that is a mouthful. Daisy Von Schleyer Mayer. And I'm not even sure that I'm pronouncing it correctly, but I can't get the words out of my mouth any other way. Um, Not to make fun of your name, ma'am. You did a fabulous job directing this episode, Daisy Von Schleyer Mayer. Bart Nickerson. I keep wanting to say Nicholson instead of Nickerson. But these are my own personal problems. I want to get straight to rating this episode. And I'm going to give it eight out of 10 double E's. That's edible ears. I think it was a decent start to the episode, to the season. Um, I know that there have already been some articles. In fact, our boss, Bubba, has already sent me one or two that were not so hot on seeing, I guess, screeners of the first six episodes i don't know how complete those screeners usually are i guess they're fairly complete for critics to be able to comment on them enough to have credibility so i don't think there'd be any effects missing there wasn't a whole lot of effect other than prosthetic stuff in this episode anyway but there was some cool stuff and i really liked the way this started off i liked getting a look at them coming back 
I love the introduction of the new Lottie adult version of Lottie. Um, and I was really, I had fun with the whole Ella Purcell coming back as kind of like the ghost within Shauna's head of Jackie. I thought that that was really done well. Sophie Kinnison, is that the actress's name who is playing the adult version of Lottie? Uh, I'm going to have to check back with you on that. But that's my rating. Eight out of ten double E's, edible ears, because we're on the double P here, and we have to rate everything with doubles. I want to know what yours were. As they like to say at double P, who cares what we think? We care what you think. I care what I think, because I'm the one taking the time to put this on a microphone or speak into a microphone with it. But you may not agree with me. You may like it more. You may like it less. And I want to hear from you about that. There's several ways you can contact me. You can send emails to mattsaudioblog at gmail.com. M-A-T-T-S audioblog at gmail.com. Use that same spelling for Hive or for Mastodon. And then you can, of course, as I mentioned before, find me on Twitter at BustBlockbuster. At BustBlockbuster blockbuster you can also contact the double p by tweeting at the word double the letters p h q use that spelling for all of their socials including facebook facebook.com slash the word double the letters p h q or you can leave comments on our youtube videos because i think these podcasts will be up on the double p media youtube search for double p media or now they have those cute little handles with the ats and you can just go to youtube.com slash at the word double, the letter P, the word media. So I haven't really figured out what I'm going to do as a format for this. The season kind of just jumped out at me really quickly. And I didn't even know if I was going to have time uh, in my life to do podcasts on these episodes. I'd wanted to. I'd wanted to do them with Catfish, but he's quite busy himself and i'm not sure what his availability will be he is always welcome to come and join me and shout at my poor use of the english language uh, anytime as he used to do so on the delightfully dreadful podcast but i'm not really sure what i want to do with this podcast if we'll come up with any kind of segments i'll try to come up with a poll or two every once in a while i'm gonna kind of stay away from the what's worse and all that stuff like i have been doing uh we might get some of that stuff back for wheel of time no wheel of topics i'm just gonna kind of go through the episode and try to figure out what i'm thinking about it as i go through it in a recap fashion one of the things that we do when we do that is we try to group storylines together where they can be grouped together with such an ensemble cast sometimes that's tough but i'm going to do my best to keep things separated between the older timeline in the 90s and the current day timeline that's happening to the women after they've grown up got home and grown up but this uh, case of lottie i really like how this focused on lottie so that we could introduce the adult version of Lottie, who I didn't even know if we would ever meet, but I'm glad that we did. Uh, but I, the opening is all about Lottie in the past and in the present. 
she is, you know, evidently in the present day, some kind of cult leader uh, or psychic or something, which is something that we see hinted at all throughout this episode in the past as well. Um, it's on the nineties timeline. She already has a, a sense of curing uh, with that whole breathe technique that she uses with that fellow patient in the mental hospital. And th that's pretty good, except for the fact that she was also subjected to electroshock therapy. And I'll be honest, I was 20 years old and I, in my twenties throughout the entirety of my nineties. I had no idea that electroshock therapy was still a thing at that time. Uh, I had, for some reason, after one flew over the cuckoo's nest, I thought you that pretty much got rid of it. But I, I guess I was completely wrong. Evidently, they still were doing electroshock therapy in the 90s. I don't think they are today. It's pretty inhumane. So uh, that was kind of shocking to see. Oh, boy, that was a bad pun. But yeah, that was kind of shocking to see. And from here, we can kind of break this stuff up into the modern storyline and the older 90s. You've got Misty is baking and prepping Shada for, you know, the cops when they're going to be interviewing her about Adam, uh, which doesn't happen in this episode. But evidently, Misty's just like, we've got to get you prepared. You've got to destroy everything. Uh, Shauna's not a very good liar. Uh, so I don't know how she's going to hold up to the cops anyway. I don't know how good Misty is at, be at baking either. Um, it was a fine, large cookie. I don't know if she made that herself or she just drew the, I want a lawyer, uh, with icing on the cookie, but, uh, it was, it was a funny start. I loved how Misty was using the, the phone voice disguiser. Uh, and when we first hear it, you think that it's actually, sh uh, Shauna in, you know, an interrogation. Uh, but instead it's just Misty being her usual self. Um, but, you know, Shauna's pretty much had enough of that. And she goes home and uh, Callie and her clingy boyfriend uh, are sitting on the couch. And uh, clearly Callie is still not okay with this whole Adam thing. Um, and she really gives Shauna kind of the one over or the once over in many ways as there's thunder going on here. And so we'll have to see if I can continue recording here. But if you think about Misty asking Shauna, if she got rid of all of the evidence, Shauna clearly did not. And we get her looking at some of Adam's stuff that she's kept, including his driver's license and a set of keys. And then she figures out that Adam must have some kind of art studio. And she calls, of course, Jeff, who's been cleaning up things, helping her clean things up here in regards to her murdering Adam. So they go to the art studio, they find it and they go to it. And lo and behold, Adam's been doing a lot of studies on Shauna without her knowledge, she says, but, uh, man, there's an awful lot of uh, stuff, a lot of art made in Shauna's image 
by Adam. Uh, they decide they have to destroy all of this stuff. Uh, very handy that there was some paint remover. I guess if you're an artist, you're going to use some of that stuff from time to time to get rid of work that you've done. Uh, but they use that to swipe out her face, but not before uh, Shauna uses the idea of her being with someone else as kind of a way to tempt Jeff and to get him uh, to, you know, have a little fun. They have a little bit of sex in there. That was, uh, you know, I don't know how necessary all of that is, but I'm not going to complain. And uh, that goes accordingly good. But then they still have to get rid of the evidence at Shauna and Jeff's home before anybody else finds it. So they take it to a barbecue pit. And I don't know what that whole thing was with Jeff in the car where he was working himself up. Uh to some tune that I can't remember which tune it was, but I didn't see any point to that scene, really. Uh, nonetheless, uh, if it informs something about his inability to cope with what's going on, I guess that that works in that way. Uh, but then they go and they throw all of Adam's stuff into the barbecue, make sure to douse it, you know, like four times more with four times more fluid than is necessary to catch it on fire. And then they light the match, and lo and behold, they nearly burn their yard down. They at least catch one tree on fire. Uh, lovely, lovely, lovely. And uh, they do manage to get it out, but that's going to come back to haunt them. Just a little later, we'll get to that in a bit. After that, they start having uh, a hot dog dinner because they made hot dogs on the grill to justify them burning things in November on a barbecue grill. And Callie's still not very happy with anybody. And uh, Jeff tells a terrible, well, he doesn't even make a joke. He can't even finish the, the what did the bun say to the hot dog joke? Cause he's got nothing. And Callie's just, you know, she's kind of done with all of it, but she, She's really weirding out because Shauna had told her that, you know, of course your dad knows about Jeff. <laughs> and Callie really gave Shauna a hard time uh, and justifiably. So I don't know how a teenager would handle that kind of thing, but it's, that's the way that that goes. Then you have Misty on the other side of this equation after who, after helping Shauna decides to do a little bit of investigating on her own. Uh, she finds some evidence on this website about Adam that might be suspecting that Adam had some kind of lover or something like that. And she decides to, you know, go after Natalie finding out that Natalie is not at the hotel room. No, no, Natalie is not, but she has a few moments with the innkeeper, so to speak. I thought that that was funny. That was a, a pretty funny performance. I love that guy. Uh, he was really good. She was really good in that too. But when he tells her that eventually that Natalie had left in the middle of the night, I guess she re-rents the room. I don't know how else she would have gotten in there. And she's moping around says she's not going to cry i felt kind of bad for misty in that moment because she does end up crying but then she discovers that the door has been jammed the door has been forced 
and sees a video camera right outside that door. So you can imagine that she's going to go back to that hotel innkeeper and ask to see some of the video footage so that she can try and figure out what happened to Natalie. In the meantime, Natalie has been kidnapped. She is strapped down to a bed. Um, a young girl who obviously is one of Lottie's followers. Even uh, Lottie figures that, or Natalie figures that out from the fact of the pendant, which is that symbol that is very familiar to everybody that Lottie has evidently adopted as, you know, the symbol for her cult. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, she convinces the girl to unstrap one wrist so that she can eat because the girl did bring her dinner. And while the girl is away, she gets her other hand free. And then when the girl comes back, she offers the hand that was unstrapped by the girl like everything's cool and of course she's got both hands free and she attacks the girl very gross knife into the hand kind of thing although i think she was going for her eye when i first saw that i thought she did get the eye until we got the shot of the the uh fork in the hand uh she goes running uh trying to get out of there you can see clearly that it's some of the same cult members you can see that it's the same cult area uh that was lottie's retreat that was earlier in the episode. And we find that she uh, ends up running right into one of Lottie's ceremonies where they are going to bury a guy naked in dirt. I don't know how far they're going to bury him in dirt. Over his head? Were they going to just kill him? I have no idea what was going on there. But I do know that there was some full frontal nudity. So yay for that. Although... I will say also that if you're going to have full frontal nudity, I would have rather seen the full frontal nudity from the guy that Natalie was going after with the stick rather than the guy that they had who was old and bald and reminded me of me, uh, reminded me of me. And that is probably the scariest moment of the episode for me, not because he was nude, just because that that guy reminded me of me and, what a loser I must be if I would have to turn to Lottie in order to get buried in the dirt, naked, uh, possibly to my death. I don't know. I don't think it's quite that, uh, you know, sinister. Uh, everybody seems to be pretty happy there. So I can't imagine that it's that uh, that bad. But and you never know where Lottie is concerned. She's got a lot of things going on. And I, who knows what electroshock therapy did to her. Now, uh, with that, Lottie tells Natalie, you know, uh, the reason we brought you here is because I have a message for you from Travis. Wow. A message from Travis. Now, still in the modern day, let's look at Talissa's storyline. Uh, she is adopting dogs for Sammy. Because, you know, obviously something happened to the other dog. And uh, she's obviously already running for re-election, even though she hasn't taken office yet, according to her. Um, she tries to give the dog to Sammy uh, after school, but Simone is there and she is having none of it. 
because she says that she found Talisa's thing in the basement. What is that thing? It's a cubby hole, so to speak, in the basement where there's some pretty nasty things, but she tells Talisa, you better stop and get yourself right, get yourself resigned from office, get yourself right, and then you can uh we can consider getting back but we have to get you fixed so simone is obviously disturbed she wants sammy to have nothing to do uh with talissa and it's kind of i don't know i i mean i understand that simone knows about what's going on but at this point you don't really understood stand what has shaken simone up so much about Talissa's sleepwalking uh and then you get to the cubby hole where Talissa uh evidently has created this kind of altar with candles while she's sleepwalking and there is this bloody doll of Sammy there there is the dog the old dog's head and heart I believe it's the dog's heart as well uh, but at any rate, it's a heart. So what, whoever's heart it is, it's just out there on the table. Uh, naturally, the little dog that Talissa has already adapted, adopted for Sammy comes up and is really nice. And she promises that she'll be better with him than she was with the dog whose head she cut off. Yeah, it's creepy. It's creepy stuff. I just don't. What is going on with Talissa and his sleepwalking? What is happening there? And we'll even talk about that somewhat in the past, but this is like just vile, evil stuff. So what is the heart of that? It's a wonderful mystery that I'm sure is being built up over the course of this season and maybe multiple seasons, uh, but it's not something you can really drag out for too long. Not when you've got, circumstances as horrible as that or at least i i wouldn't think you could but uh she's kind of falls victim she's already falling victim to that same thing of course we know in the 1990 storyline so let's cover what we've got there in the 1990s shauna is having a a little bit of trouble letting go of what happened to jackie um, she imagines them playing together, game together of what do you call that? Mash, where you try and figure out what your future is going to be. Uh, and basically, it turns out that that's not Jackie at all. It's not a flashback. It is instead uh, just something in Shauna's head that is animating Jackie within her own mind. But there lies Jackie's corpse. Now, Jackie has, first of all, she froze to death, right? Second of all, it's snowing, it's cold, it's freezing out there. Uh, and I guess that would keep a body for a bit. But when Mari says that it's been two months and they need to do something about Shauna keeping Jackie's body around, I mean, I'm like, okay, maybe there's permafrost. It depends on how far north in the Canadian Rockies that they are. And presumably the ground might be too hard for them to be able to dig anything, any kind of grave up 
to put Jackie in. But, I mean, geez, that's some preservation because the only thing that happens to Jackie's corpse this whole episode is her ear falls off. Of course, in Shauna's head, Jackie is giving Shauna all kinds of trouble about Jeff and probably rightfully so. Uh, But this whole idea of Shauna punishing herself in this way is awful. Anyway, she lashes out at the body and the ear falls off, which you think, oh, well, that's almost kind of comical, especially when she tries to put it back on and it doesn't work. She can't put it back on. So what does she do? She puts it in her pocket. How weird. I, I mean, just go somewhere, throw it away from everything burn it do something with it but put it in your pocket it gets worse of course as you know if you've seen this episode man but anyway that's the way that that goes meanwhile the relationship with vanessa and talissa is going pretty well except for the fact that talissa notices the red marks on vanessa's wrist which are those rope marks are those rope burns i guess have they been tying themselves to each other in order to keep talissa from sleepwalking i guess that's what's going on there but she really wrecked the heck out of vanessa's wrist there and uh, she says you know there's no way we can continue to do this and vanessa says no it's all right she really plays it down we have uh Travis and Natalie going out. This was another part of actually the the very first scene. They started to go out to search for for Javi. And Lottie gave him some kind of blessing, I guess, uh, for good hunting and for a good search, I suppose. But Travis sees this uh, fox skeleton sticking up out of the ground and we find out later that Javi's been missing for two months. But uh, he thinks it's he thinks it's Javi at first. Natalie has to calm him down. Um, but they are making progress, and Natalie leaves a marker as to how far out they've gone. She obviously thinks that uh, Javi is already dead, but she he also you know, she also tries to give him hope. And she says, well, let's, you know, we can start an hour earlier going out on these searches and maybe that'll give us time to get further away so that we can get, uh, you know, a chance at hunting something, even though they doesn't seem like they haven't, they've found anything. A lot of the food is starting to really go down. They're having to ration it according to Shauna. And, uh, Misty's getting a lot of trouble as well in terms of, you know, don't she's not allowed near the stew after her poisoning everybody. Mari's very upset and tells her to go get the water, which she doesn't like, but she starts to get an offer for singing lessons from the one character's name who I can't remember. Somebody tweet to at bus blockbuster and tell me what that character that sings name is because I don't have any idea in the meantime natalie's been drawing maps as they've been going out and she goes back to coach scott and they've got this like collage of all the maps of the different directions and evidently this collage map has close to a seven mile radius now 
going all around the cabin, which is good, I guess, if they're trying to figure out where the heck that they are. Um, and if there's anything that they can reach, I suppose, when once spring comes, if they have any food left. And that's, of course, a big premise of this whole series, actually, is how, how are they going to survive? They're going to have to eat each other, uh, which we saw evident in the very first episode of this series. Um, but that's not going so well. Uh, and then uh, Natalie is sitting with Travis and they have to say stuff about the, the Stone Age fireplace, which I thought was a little cheesy. But I suppose when you're that age, you would say something like that. And Travis brings up that he knows that Natalie doesn't believe that Javi is alive. Uh, and then he starts to have like a panic attack. And we see Lottie come into the picture and she helps calm him down. She puts her hand on his chest and tells him to breathe in and breathe out. And she kind of mimics it with him. But while it's happening, Travis has this vision of this stomp with candles. And I can't figure out if that's the same place that they had the party at before. I think it is, but I'm not real sure about that. And that's just, it's kind of creepy and everything. Uh, but then Lottie tells Travis, you know, you're going, you know, Javi is alive. Natalie gets all over Lottie about doing that because she doesn't want to give Travis false hope. And Lottie basically says there's no such thing as false hope. There's only hope. But Natalie threatens Lottie to, you know, pipe, you know, calm down with the whole Javi talk or else. And then we have Talissa and Vanessa once again. And Talissa's starting to sleepwalk again. Um, it's first, it's just like she's getting frisky with Vanessa and that friskiness, uh, turns a little bit violent on Vanessa's lip. Uh, but when Talissa says, we can't do this anymore, I'm going to end up hurting you. Vanessa just takes the blood from her lip and writes, I love you on Talissa's arm. Aw, aw. And then Talissa says, I love you back to Vanessa Oh, oh, that's so cute. It's so sweet. I love that. And then we get this final montage, which has one element from the modern day and the rest of it is from the past. But uh, the bit from the modern day is Callie, who has been feeling weird about mom and dad because they're acting awfully weird. And then Shauna saying, yes, your dad, Jeff, knows all about Adam. So she probably thought it was kind of weird that they were barbecuing in November as well. And she goes looking through the barbecue pit because, you know, that's what a teenager does. And she just happens to find a little snippet of Adam's license. Huh? Just conveniently the snippet that you can still see his face on. So now she's going to wonder what the heck, why did they burn the license? What it was even to, what were they even doing with this license? Will she suspect foul play? Will she suspect that her mom lied to her about telling Jeff and therefore 
you know, thinks that she was just destroying evidence on her own. If she knew that her mom and dad were out there together, it'd be kind of hard for her to keep burning all that stuff a secret from him. So what are they hiding? I'm sure is a question that Callie is asking. After Callie, uh, we get 90s. Travis and Natalie are continuing to climb mountains. They find this one tree where it looks like snow's been cleared away or or something to that effect. But if it's been two months, it doesn't seem like it would be Javi. And I don't can't imagine him being there that recently. But all Natalie says is weird. And I couldn't figure out if it was weird because she thought the moss was growing in the wrong direction or something like that, which would be kind of cool supernaturally stuff. But if you know what the heck that she's saying weird about, then please let me know at bus blockbuster on Twitter. You can send emails to Matt's audio blog at gmail.com. You can, you know, leave comments on our YouTubes at double P media, youtube.com slash at the word double the letter P the word media. So that uh, is pretty much it, except for the fact that Shauna's running around and she still has Jackie's ear in her pocket. She pulls it out. She looks at it. And then she takes a bite out of it. She starts to eat it. Is she really that hungry? Is this one of those weird pregnancy things? They didn't even mention the pregnancy thing. Hardly this episode. I don't even know if they alluded to it at all. Uh, But is this a pickles and ice cream thing? Uh, I'll just have Jackie's ear. The only way to get rid of the evidence why does she care if she, if the, you know, it's an ear, if they're going to bury the skeleton or whatever later, it's not even going to be there. Let it just disintegrate. Um, There's the issue of the food uh, being very scarce. Natalie and Travis seem to have not gotten anything in terms of what's going on, you know, with being able to hunt right now. So um, there are many question marks in the air for our characters and this particular episode sets a lot of them up. We'll have to see where they go. And I don't know that I really have anything else for this particular episode. I just wanted to see if I could even talk about this plot, remember the characters' names and everything. Maybe I'll come up with some segments next week. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Once again, feel free to send be- feedback. Don't forget our Jeff Jokes poll is on the Twitter at Bus Blockbuster on Twitter. This has been Matt. Take care.